Hi, this is Stefan Nil from All My Shadows and you are listening to Michael's Record Collection. Hello and welcome to Michael's Record Collection, where we talk about great music with the people who make it and the people who love it. This is episode number 103, and I'm welcoming back the excellent German guitarist Stefan Lill. You may remember he was first on the show on episode number 72 when we discussed the Live and Immortal album and DVD by his regular band, Vandenplas. Stefan and two of his Vandenplas bandmates have joined forces with two outside musicians and formed a new band called All My Shadows. This isn't taking the place of Vandenplas, it's just a way for Stefan to showcase some of his less progressive songs. All My Shadows just released the band's debut album, Eerie Monsters, last month. It sounds like a cross between those great 80s melodic rock bands and, obviously, Vandenplas because of Stefan's guitar and Andy Kuntz's vocals. Eerie Monsters is a great album. But before I get to my interview with Stefan, just a quick reminder to visit michaelsrecordcollection.com where you can find links to everything, including my free e-newsletter and my Patreon site, which allows you to support this independent show for as little as $2 a month, and your benefits rise with your level of support. You can email me at michaelsrecordcollection at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter at Mike's Records and at Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay, let's get to my interview with Stefan Lill about All My Shadows. Here we go. Hello again, everyone. Time once again for Michael's Record Collection. I am very happy to have back with me on the program uh, Stefan Lill of the band Vandenplas and a new band called All My Shadows. Stefan, thanks for returning to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. So the last time we had you on was back in August of last year. Early August, we talked about the live and immortal release from Vandenplas, and that was episode 72, if people want to go back and listen to that so we don't have to talk about so much of the background as before but i did enjoy your your uh story about uh, buying acdc's high voltage at the flea market back when you were a kid yeah, absolutely <laughs> i remember yeah yeah <laughs> so you're back with an album called eerie monsters and a new sort of a new band called all my shadows but there there are three members of vandenplas uh, involved in this and I wonder if you could just kind of maybe just to get started, tell me about all my shadows, how this started for you. Um, the thing is, um, I write a lot of songs for Front and Blast for theater, um, and then also um, when I when I do some have some song ideas, um, I um, complete all songs which I have in my mind. So if I have a song which is maybe kind of 80s hard rock song, uh, even I don't have had a band like that style, I complete it if I like the idea. Because you never know when you can need that song. Um, sometimes you have a song which it doesn't fit to Funt and Blast and it doesn't fit to the theater or rock operas, but it's still a cool song. So why not finishing the song? Um, over the years, uh, I had a lot of ideas what I really liked. And um, so I had the base of maybe 10 songs. Um, where I thought maybe it would be cool to, to release them on CD. And my first idea was to uh, do it with maybe different singers. That was my first idea. Mm -hmm. um, but in the time of COVID, 
a lot of I had the feeling that a lot of musicians or guitarists made this had the same idea. So somehow I thought I, I worked I work on the songs, but I was not completely um, sure if this is a good idea. I uh, showed all these songs to Andy, and he said, "Yeah, the songs are great. You should do that." And um, then when I talked to Andy, he said, "Okay, can you write? I'm not a, I'm writing music, and I have melodies in my head, but I'm not li writing lyrics." And I sa said to Andy, "Andy, can you write the lyrics? And maybe you can sing one or two songs on the CD, and then we will find some other good singers to complete um, the, the the CD." And yeah, we worked on the songs. Um, and finally, I presented this uh, idea to um, to Frontiers, to our record label from Fund Plus, mm -hmm. and, and I said that I have this idea, and they said, "Oh, it sounds cool, but let's um, can you send us some songs, um, finished songs?" So I was uh, going to Andy and said, "Okay, we need like four songs to make a kind of demo to give it to Frontiers if they like to if they want to release it." And um, Andy was doing, we were, we were working on four songs and Andy recorded the vocals on it. And when we had the result, we were sitting down and I said, it's, it's strange, but I don't have the feeling that I have to search for another singer because it sounds perfect. And uh, Andy had the same feeling. And so we sent it the, the four songs to Frontiers and said, this is the music. Um, and Andy sang off on, on all four songs and we have the feeling it's cool like it is. So we are not sure that we need to search for three or four other singers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and Frontiers liked it, and they liked the idea to do another band with, uh, to, with Andy and me together. For sure, it's like that if you have Fountain Plus and if the same, uh, you have the main songwriters of Fountain Plus doing another band, there are comparisons somehow, that's, that's absolutely understandable. But we thought that the music is um, not the same with like we do with Fountain Plus. Fountain Plus is much more complicated, much more progressive. Mm -hmm. um, the songs are much longer. And we had the feeling that the um, music itself, uh, we can separate it in two bands. So we decided, why, why shouldn't we do it? We are not young kids. <laughs> we shouldn't wait for, to do something if we have a good idea. Mm -hmm. And that was the, 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 the basic, um, the base of, of All My Shadows. And then we, we finished all the 10 songs, uh, nine, nine songs. And then we had to find uh, a good lineup. And then for sure you think about w w which are cool guys uh, we have worked together since the last years or, or in the early days. And with Markus Teskis like that, he's our sound engineer for more than 20 years now. He's a great keyboard player, great uh, piano player. A cool guy so my first idea was to ask him for the keyboards he said sure and uh, then um, I had F Frankie in, in mind he helped us out in end of the 80s beginning of the 90s when our former bass player years years ago um, quitted the band like one week before a big show mm -hmm. uh, we contacted him and said can you please um, join us to play this one show and he he learned all the songs in one week and he played the show with us and he helped us out over the years sometimes when Thorsten was not able to play some Fun and Blast shows and he's a great bass player he was playing with Michael Schenker group um, a real uh, rock bass player and uh, so he I called him he said sure I'm with you and then the um, not the hardest decision, but the decision where we thought the most about was this was the uh, position of the drums, because honestly, it's like that. My brother is one of the best German rock drummer. So, and somehow it would be stupid to ask somebody else if you have a great drummer in your band. 
And it's yeah. my brother, and we're hanging around brother. a lot of time. So uh, we thought about asking another drummer, but then we thought, why? Why should we search someone who is as good as my tr my brother, who is involved maybe in 10 different projects, and if you need him, he don't have time. Uh, he doesn't have time. So, yeah, I asked my brother, and he said, sure. So it was like three calls, and we had a lineup. That's wow. the story of of the of the band members of um, all my shadows. If that was your if that was your question, yeah, that was I was going to get to that, but yeah, that, it's, so it's it's yourself, Stefan Lill on guitars, Andy Kuntz from uh, from Van Applaus on on vocals, uh, Marcus Teske on keyboards and backing vocals. He, as you mentioned, your engineer since uh, two thousand two. He owns Basement Studio, and uh, Frankie R on bass who's played with michael shanker as you mentioned and your brother it's a good thing you you knew a drummer you you had somebody that you could call but was there ever a time stefan when you thought why don't we just record these as as van den Plas and and make it sort of a different direction for the band or did you want to protect that more progressive element of van den Plas? yeah we want to we wanted to have from the beginning we wanted to have like let's call it two playgrounds if we can call it like that um because if if fun if you if you do this if, if i'm writing the songs for fun and plus um there there are no limits if the song is like 10 minutes 12 minutes and i want to add something then i add it to the music because i know it i like this kind of music and i know the people like to to listen to music where a lot of parts are happening during the song and on the same time i'm a big big huge fan of the band of, uh, of the bands and the music of the 80s where you had a song which is like four minutes and if the song is good and it's four minutes then it's okay there's no need to add something uh, just to make the song longer and with um, all my shadows I, when i had all the songs uh, together which i had in my mind for the cd um i never had the feeling that okay this song is like four minutes i have to add something um maybe maybe i would have had this feeling if i if we would have released these songs with fountain plus because maybe the the people who like fountain plus if you do like nine or ten songs which are like three minutes four minutes maybe a little bit longer they would miss something i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure so mm -hmm. we want to separate we wanted to separate it um, from the beginning these two bands She's For sure there are elements which some songs for example i, I could um add something for example to um silent waters if i really want to make push it like that and i i add some more parts and elements and some rhythm changes and key changes somehow it could be a fountain plus song but um i think then it wouldn't sound natural somehow then the song would would sound artificial maybe somehow mm -hmm. and that's not what i wanted to have 
Um, and on the same time, I didn't want to make uh, limits to the Fanten Plus song to say, okay, it's like a Fanten Plus song. It's every song is like four minutes, five minutes. Um, I think the good thing is we can now extend the Fanten Plus songs like we want because we have this playground. And if I want to uh, write a song for, if I have an idea, which I, I think this is better for all my shadows, I write it, it's four minutes and it's done and I'm happy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did, are you, did you make sure that you reach out to your um, your normal keyboard player and bassist at Gunter and, and, and Horsten and, and make sure that they were okay with this? Uh, everybody else was involved or did you worry that maybe they would be, uh, you know, hurt by not being reached out to? No, no, <laughs> it's, it's another band I, uh, yeah. for the moment. Uh, the, we are old enough. Everybody has some other musical direction where he takes care of. So, um, and if I have um, uh, this in mind, uh, and, uh, then I then I do it. So it's not like that that you have to make a band meeting and you have to ask. Uh, I'm allowed to do that? <laughs> not at all. I mean, <laughs> uh, we are old enough. And um, if I would ask um, Thorsten and Günther, for example, I may first I think maybe it's not their the music. It's not really their style. Okay. First of all, and second, if I would do it, then I have the Fonten Plus uh, line up. So <laughs> then there would be a, a, a total confusion if I would do it like that. And, and then I can't call it All My Shadows. Then I have to call it Fonten Plus, and then the people would not understand why a CD of Fonten Plus sounds more like music of the 80s than Fonten Plus did. I think that would be a mess and a confusion. And I didn't want to have something like that. Um, for me, it was very important that from the beginning, even Andy and, and uh, my brother Andreas is in, are in the band, that the people understand from the beginning it's two different bands. When you hear the first song, you know, this is more 80s music with a powerful sound and a modern production, but it's not progressive rock or progressive metal. Yeah. That was very, very important um, from the beginning. Yeah, this is a, a an album full of songs that are, I think the longest one is about seven minutes long. So very different from what you're used to on Van Plus. But with the modern production, with with your guitar tone, with Andy's vocals, it's close enough that I think there's something here for Van Plus fans and for fans of more melodic rock, melodic uh, heavy metal that uh, maybe aren't as, as interested in uh, a 12-minute song or a 15-minute song. Yeah, I mean, if, if the singer is from the main band, is doing another band, the, the connection is there. That's yeah. that's absolutely obvious. And yeah, if I maybe this is a good thing if you say my guitar tone uh, is, is like that, you remember, uh, this is Fun Plus, and now you hear another band and say, oh, I remember that sound, I heard it before. Mm -hmm. This is a cool thing, maybe. <laughs> yeah. This is a good thing. Um, uh, and I, I didn't want to change my um, my style or my sound for the band. Not at all. I, I wanted to have this. Uh, it's it, it changed a bit for sure. But um, I didn't wanted to change my playing or uh, I didn't want to change my setup of, of my sound um, because I'm used to that. Mm -hmm. And um, what I changed is the way of composing the song, uh, of uh, listening to the dif different parts of how how we produced the songs. This is different, but. Um, not the guitar sound or and Andy's voice we can't change, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's good. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to change that. So these songs are kind of uh, they're very sort of uh, in the in the vein of 
like White Snake and Dokken and Ozzy Osbourne? Or what is it about that style of music and that period of hard rock that really kind of connects with you? I'm a, I'm a kid of the 80s. Uh, I grew up in the 80s and all my heroes uh, are bands of the 80s. Uh, I remember we talked about it in the last interview. I, I, my first um, uh, LPs were Iron Maiden or ACDC and in Judas Priest, um, Twisted Sister, Saxon, all these uh, bands which started in the 80s. But um, my favorite bands were bands like Whitesnake or, or Dokken, Mr. Big. Um, I, I like this kind of music very much. Ozzy Osbourne and all, and all these bands were these great guitar players. So George Lynch, you know, and my favorite guitar player, John Sykes. You know, I remember when I heard the first time, 1987. <laughs> That was amazing, this guitar tone and how he played and all these things. And that influenced me uh, very, very much. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, And this this, uh, connection to the 80s is in my head since I'm a kid. I can change that. Even we are doing uh, progressive music with Fountain Blast, this 80s background is still in my head and mm-hmm. in my body. I, if, I, if I have the time to, to listen, I don't listen too much to music because I'm doing music all the time. So I don't listen like three hours a day um, to music. But um, if I do something uh, in, my, in, my mus- in, my, in my room and I have the time to listen to a CD, then I don't know why. It's always the same CDs. I going to. I, I take the 1987. I take the first House of Lords, the first Heaven's Edge, uh, a Dawkins CD, a Aussie CD. Somehow, I don't know why. I, I listened. I have listened to this CD like 1,000 times or even more. But if I have the time, I take the same eight or ten CDs and listen to it. So mm-hmm. that's my background. And if I hear John Sykes, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like comfort food, you know, you, you fall back on what, you know, what you're, what you're used to, what you enjoy and, and what's been a favorite your whole life, you know, you kind of yeah. fall back on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's, it's not that I'm, that I stuck in the eighties totally. I, I, I also listen to pink, for example, or I, mm-hmm. I listen to um, Slipknot, for example. It's not like that. I only listen to this eighties music, but it's the base of everything for me. Yeah. 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 It's uh yeah. Like I said, it's, we all we might have a lot of different like tastes when it comes to other things like food or movies but there's the favorites that we always come back to so it's it's good to know that that's your favorite Um, did now did Andy write all of the lyrics for, for this album? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Tell me a little bit about He's Andy as a, as, as as a lyric writer. 
what is he like? Is he a, the kind of guy who jots things down in a notebook and pulls them out when he needs them? Or does he does he listen to a, a new song and create something fresh from that? What is his methodology? Uh, I don't know all his methods, uh, what he's using, but Andy is an artist, a total, uh, total artist. So, um, you know, it, he's like... Uh, I like middle, not in the mid, middle of the night, but in the evening later, you, you, you want to go to bed and the phone is ringing and uh, yeah, Andy, yeah, I just go to bed. Ah, I want to tell you, I have the right word for this and this song. <laughs> that, that's Andy, you know, he's an artist, total artist. And then the, ah, I, I thought about it the whole day and now I have the right word for this one sentence or for the chorus, for whatever. So um, he's thinking when, he, when he's writing lyrics, his mind is totally into this lyrics thing. So and it's not like that, that he uh, writes the lyrics like in one hour and yeah, that's okay and we use it. He's mm -hmm. thinking about it for weeks, months. So... Um, uh, it's like that if, if we, for example, if we write a fun Blasity, I don't think he has like uh, already um, lyrics like 50% and he just um, completed. He starts most of the time, he starts from the beginning because he likes to create new stories. And I think the, uh, the music influences his way of thinking how the lyrics should sound. Um, it was the same thing with All My Shadows. Um, I had this one song. Um, where uh, the last song, which is called uh, All My Eerie Monsters. Mm -hmm. And um, this song, when I showed it to Andy, I showed him my idea, how I think it would be good with the vocal line. Uh, it's a bit spooky. And I, I you know, if you, if you want to explain how you feel the song, then you, you describe it. And then you have a lot of ideas how it could sound and what is the basic feeling of the song. And that... Um, I think that gives him the, the ideas and the feeling for the songs. And then he starts to work on it. And then we had all the, this, when we started with the song and he was coming with all my eerie monsters. And then we knew, ah, this is the basic direction for the whole CD. Because the, the, the whole CD is about monsters, about uh, vampires, about killer androids, about um, uh, a lot of uh, aliens. Uh, so it's it's all these little things were coming together when we when he got the basic idea, um, but if he, 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 sometimes he's a night worker, is this the right word? So he starts and, and, and uh, he said, "Oh, I, I worked on the on the on the vocals on on the lyrics till five in the morning, because mm. he is in a kind of flow." So he, yeah, as I said, he's an artist. Um, I think he 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 gets his ideas from everywhere. Yeah, that's 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 Andy. He's he, he got his his mind is all uh, every time it's he's everywhere and all these impressions <laughs> um, um, make make the lyrics for him happen. Do you remember which uh, was the first song that you started working on for this album? Good question. Good question. A good question. Honestly, <laughs> uh, it. I think it was Phantom of the Dawn.
but I'm not 100% sure. But I think because um, Phantoms of the Dawn was um, for me the song which represented my idea of All My Shadows the most. Like a cool riff, a melody on it, and a big, big cho uh, uh, chorus with a big choir. Mm -hmm. And the song is not too long, and it has a cool groove and all this. It's not, it's not a heavy metal song, but it's a, a hard rock song. I think it was All My Shadows. Yeah. Because if you if you hear Phantoms of the Dawn, you you can directly imagine how the how the band sounds on the on the complete CD. I, I hope so. And that's your that was the second single from the album yep. that uh, Frontiers released. The first was the opening track, Silent Waters, and right off the bat, you can tell that this is a little bit different than what you're used to getting from Stefan Lill and Andy Kuntz and, and Andreas Lill. It's just a powerhouse rocker, and that's probably why it was the first single. It's it, it's really it catches your attention. We, we, when we thought about uh, doing a video, you know, e even um, we are um, uh, experienced musicians, also with Fund and Blast, All My Shadows is a new band and we are somehow newcomers with this band. Even maybe the people know us from Fund and Blast and all and the theater stuff we are doing, All My Shadows is a complete new band for a lot of people. So it was not that clear that we are doing videos and all this stuff, you know, it was not clear that we are doing a CD and we are, it was not clear that uh, that Frontiers likes the songs. So it, it, it was going step by step and it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then uh, we decided, oh, it's cool, we, we, we do a video. And then I asked um, Frontiers, I have for sure my ideas what I think what are the best songs uh, to to do a video for that but for sure uh, frontiers uh, there are a lot of good people there uh, they know um, uh, <laughs> everything about music and how to do the best for their bands and i wrote them um, email what do you think what uh, what song would be the best for the two videos because we we decided from the beginning to make two videos and um and mario the the, the chief from frontiers he um he said, yeah, he thinks um, Silent Waters. I think he said, buy a hair. Uh, um, first song and then Phantoms of the Dawn. That was totally my feeling too. Yeah. And and this is pretty cool. If the people uh, which are where you are working with and which are your record company, if we if you have the same feeling, that's pretty cool. And I said, ah, oh, it's cool. I was happy that he said um, he, he would choose these two songs because that was my feeling. And also... Um, 
um, from from the what you said, uh, silent waters. The start, I think it's like 20 seconds with the song starts after 20 seconds, something like that. And I was not so sure if this is the best choice for the first video. But when the, the, the record company says this is a cool idea, then mm -hmm. I said, oh, yeah, it's, then it will be good. And I think when the song starts with this, um, with, with this riff, everybody who likes 80s music and 80s riffs and this kind of Whitesnake, and style riffs, they are um, they will like that song that that was my um, absolute um, i was convinced about that yeah and with the production that you guys used it's not it doesn't sound dated it doesn't sound like it's from the 80s it's just that style it's just the style that, that you that used. was our goal we, we didn't yeah. want to make because if you say 80s music it sounds all the time like it's old-fashioned 80s music is not old-fashioned it's it's just a name so you know um what you mean but i didn't want to have 80s music with 80s sound. Mm -hmm. That was not our goal. We wanted to have 80s music with a modern production and with a powerful sound, um, so that, um, that that everybody knows. Ah, we are now in 2023 or 2022, and not in 1984. Yeah, my first listen to this was all the way through the the full album. Uh, I hadn't really caught on to the singles yet or to the videos. So when I listened to it. The ones that stuck out to me were the two that you used for singles, Silent Waters and Phantoms of the Dawn, but also Sirens stuck out to me uh, as another one that could have been released uh, ahead of the album. And one that is, I think, a really special song that I wanted to talk about is your, you know, whenever you do an 80s type uh, album, got to do a power ballad. And you've got Farewell on here. is the power ballad you've got like five guest backing vocalists where did the big chorus idea come from and, and how did you get uh, these particular singers involved yeah uh, when i wrote uh, farewell i had um i had this, this chorus in, in mind and i played this i think it was like that that i played this melody with a guitar like a, like a harmony harmonies and somehow when andy and me were uh, listening to the song we had this melody and then somehow sometimes we say the same thing at the same time but then we need a big choir at the end like a kind of gospel choir not a re also it's hard to make a real good gospel choir that's really hard but to, we liked to get this intention or this feeling of a big big choir mm -hmm. and we said yeah if, if we if we are able to get this done then the ballad will not only be a ballad then the song will grow and grow and grow and will get very, very big at the end. 
and that was our goal and we 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 knew all these singers we worked with them in different productions so we called them and we we we, we talked about the idea and yeah so we got like yeah five or six singers very good singers mm-hmm. and we made normally we uh, if you do in a big production um, i'm not a, i don't like to for example that's maybe a bit more with the technique but I double the rhythm guitars. Mm-hmm. I don't play one guitar. I play the most guitar players are doing that. Um, you you double it to get a, a wider sound. So, but I'm not. I don't like to play eight guitars for the same rhythm track. It's just two, just to get the feeling that like there are two guitar players. That's mm-hmm. a normal way of, of producing. Some bands make it with four guitars. So, but for me, two guitars are cool and make it like stereo. That's good. Uh, but for the choir, it was very clear that we need like 50, 40 or 50 voices to get this done. Yeah. And so we made like overdubs and the, the singer was singing this uh, range and this range and this range. And we had a girl and all these things. Yeah. And finally, we were really, really happy that we um, um, had this idea. And it was not so easy to to um, get this idea done because the singers, the, you call, do you have time? Oh, make, can you do it next week? Oh, the studio is occupied next week and all these things. So we were ha- happy at the end that some people have their uh, own st- uh, studios where they recorded their voices in their studio and they send it us the stuff and we put it together at, at Marcus' place. Yeah. Now were but these... Cool, cool that you like it. I'm happy. Yeah, it, that was one of my favorites on the album. What, what, were these singers that you knew from your, from your um, musical productions? Some. Yeah, some um, some are from the from musical productions we are doing. Some are uh, one was from a musical production where Andy did, uh, where Fantenblas was not involved. Um, two singers are from um, from um, uh, bands which were which are well known here. Um, they have a very very cool voice. They could if they they could sing in a well known band. They have great voices. Um, so it's it's from a little bit from everywhere. Mm. One of those singers is uh, Charlotte Bauman, who also yeah. sings on Sirens. Tell me where Charlotte came from. She she really, I think her voice her voice in Sirens really adds something to that song. Yeah. I think. We know as Andy especially knows uh, Charlotte since many many years. Um, I think Andy had a, a, a piano duo together with Günther years ago, and as as far as I remember, um, they wanted to do something special 
if they play in local places in bars, something like that, they wanted to give something fresh and cool to the to the music, and they invited um, Charlotte as a very young girl uh, to this concert. I think she was only seventeen, maybe, and she she was singing great. Everybody who heard her said she got a voice like an angel to to, to compare it like that. Mm-hmm. And since so many years. Um, Sometimes we we um, have um, an idea in our mind where we say ah this would be perfect for Charlotte. So I think she al- already helped us on another CD on a Phantom Blast CD. I'm pretty sure, but I'm sad I don't really remember which CD it was. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty sure. So we, if we need a, a cool, clear voice, a female voice, we always have Charlotte in our mind because she's really, really singing good. Yeah. And Andy was the the guy who got the first contact to her to to her when she was a um, yeah a young girl. I don't maybe that's twenty years ago. And still and still, if we need something, we call her and she's doing it perfect. <laughs> yeah. Outside of that uh, that and and farewell, the background vocals. Um, I think everyone but Andreas contributes some backing vocals here. Yeah. But yeah. Not right. Right. Yeah. Like I said, uh, yeah, you, Marcus and Frankie all kind of yeah, help yeah. out. And, yeah. and is um, is Andy's voice, does he contribute some of his own harmony vocals as well throughout this? Um, yeah, with Andy, for sure. He's sometimes doing on his regular voice or his regular um, recording. He just he doubles it or he does a harmony vocal on it. Um, but we didn't want to have him too much for the choir. Because then um, he he made all the decision to say Marcus Marcus is a great singer too, great singer, and um, he said Marcus if he, if he's doing the the basic uh, choirs, then it's cool. And if I give my um, um, voice to it and Frankie uh, also, then we got some um, spice for the vocals. Yeah. I, I'm not I don't have the the, the the smoothest voice if I sing it's real loud, but I can stay uh, I can sing the right notes. So it's it's just to give some extra spice to the choirs, and if it's if it's only Andy, it's maybe I don't know the word one-dimensional or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. was the entire album recorded other than some of the backing vocals? Was it all recorded at Basement Studio, or was there some of it recorded in home studios? I have my own home studio. So, mm-hmm. for example, I, I record at home. Uh, Frankie has his own uh, home studio. Um, but Andy, for sure, and the singer, he, he's, he has to go in the studio. He needs this feeling. He needs mm-hmm. to work with Marcus. He needs the special sound on uh, on, the, on the headphone. And uh, the drums have, have to be recorded in the studio. And Marcus did the keys in his studio. So uh, Frankie and me, we are doing the, we're working in our home studio. But for me, it's, this is pretty cool because... Um, I can play when I have a good feeling. If, if in, in early days it was like that, uh, you have the studio time, it's booked then and then, you have to go there, you have like one week, you have to play all your stuff in this week. And if you don't feel well, your muscles are not that well, and you're playing and you have to start at 10 in the morning and uh, you, you warm up, but you don't have the feeling, oh, today is a good day. Mm-hmm. So you play it. But maybe not with a with, with a feeling you like to have. And if you have your own studio at home, um, I have a room where I have all my guitars and all these things. And um, and then you you start to recording the guitars when you feel well. So it could be like nine or ten in the morning. It could be like uh, nine or ten in the evening. It doesn't matter because it's 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 your time and you can do it whenever you want. 
And um, this is, for me, this is so, 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 so good. I'm such a fan of recording at home when I'm feeling good. Um, you're totally free. That's so, such, an, such a, such uh, what's the best word? Um, such a new invention, if I can say it like that, to play guitar when you feel good and you have the feeling now it's a good um, time to play a solo, for example. Mm -hmm. um, because if you are in the studio and you have to play fast runs and you played like already eight hours, then sometimes it's not the best idea to start then uh, with, with, with some uh, solo recording. Yeah. And, and this is the good thing. You, I go upstairs, I play. If I don't feel well, I shut down the, the, the computer and I do the next day. Or For sure, you have a period when you have to do it because you have to uh, give the CD to the record company. But in this period, you are free to do it whenever you want it. And that's, that's um, perfect. For me, it's perfect. Yeah, Stefan, when you're, it sounds to me like you record by yourself. Do you ever have somebody like sitting in sort of the producer's chair where they're they're kind of listening with an objective ear and, and maybe saying, how about if we try that, but do up up an octave or down an octave or, you know, what just trying different things. You just prefer to be on your own. Yeah, I, I mean, um, I make a plane like in a band like 1984, so uh, almost 40 years and we recorded like 10 CDs and I recorded some CDs with other bands. It's not, that doesn't mean I know everything and uh, I know it's the best. For sure, if, if it's finished, then I present it to, to Andy, for mm -hmm. sure, or to Marcus. And then they say, oh, maybe we can do this and that. And we try that uh, another thing, maybe another sound and all these things for sure. It's not uh, that I make it and then uh, the book is closed. That's not like that. But um, I have to admit that basically I know what I want to do. Um, most of the time it's at the end, it's, it's like I had in my mind, but it doesn't mean that we can't change something. For, for sure but but it's not like that it's not like that that i need somebody uh sitting bes beside me like four hours when i play and i play and then i ask do you think it's good or no it's not good do it again. no not that mm -hmm. no do you um do you approach your solos differently for all my shadows than you do for van and plus a bit yeah yeah, yeah. um with with all my shadows it's, it's sometimes a lot of uh, um, uh, solos which are on, on all my shadows I just have the, the music and I take the guitar and I uh, make a first take. And sometimes I think, oh, that's it. Because the, um, the structure is a little bit more simple and you are, as, as if you play in solo, it's a, you are a bit more free to just play. You don't have to take care about different measures or different keys and all these things. You just have like 16 bars in harmony and then you play. Um, it, it sounds simple, but it is a bit more simple than with Fountain Plus because with Fountain Plus, uh, sometimes you have to think about how to go into the solo and how to go out of the solo. And in the in the solo, there's maybe, as I said, a rhythm change, a key change, where you have to um, make a real um, solo composing. So um, that's maybe um, the difference. But um, also, I, I'm, I like to compose solos. So for me, the solo, it's, I, I hope I'm able to do it like that. I like to create a kind of solo, which could be a vocal line 
like a vocal line with fast runs to explain mm -hmm. it like that i like melodies and in between i like fast runs and melody and fast runs so i like it when i can remember a song like under lock and key uh, when you um, unchain the night everybody knows from george lynch da 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 everybody knows it then it comes a fast run but this first part I'm pretty sure everybody who likes Dokken, he can remember that solo. Yeah. And that's what I like um, when, I, when I write so, uh, solo stuff, that I maybe have a melody where the people can remember when they hear the song, ah, this is the solo from that song. you earlier what the first song was that you worked on for this album do you remember what the last song was that you finished on this album uh, no honestly not that's uh no uh, uh maybe uh, maybe um uh, maybe it was all my uh, all my eerie monsters because um we we added one or two parts to the song at the end uh but if it was the last song i don't remember mm -hmm. no Okay, so now that you've done this under the All My Shadows umbrella, you, I mean, you technically, I guess you could play them live with Vandenplas, but that's not Vandenplas music. That's All My Shadows music. Is there a plan to do some live shows for All My Shadows? Um, n not yet. The first thing is, uh, if we play with Vandenplas, we, we would play only Vandenplas songs for sure, mm -hmm. because we have so many songs and it's still it, it's since years it's a problem to <laughs> to figure out which songs we shall play yeah. so we don't have this need for fun and blast to play other songs from all my shadows um, if we would play with all my shadows then it's a different thing because we just have one cd so it would be perfect to play as a support band for a well-known band that mm -hmm. would be awesome um, but if there is a well-known band playing in germany or in europe there are 500 bands who want to play to make the support band so it's hard to get that uh, position yeah um and on the other side if we would have the chance to play a headliner show we need some more songs because you can't play like 50 or 60 minutes and then you go from stage for that i would have a plan because i think it would be cool to uh, add some early fun plus songs for example to the set list yeah like father something like that um my crying for example from the from the i think only from the color temple time because the color temple is uh, cd is somehow related to all my shadows the god thing is much more progressive music already but i think on on the on the color temple cd I, like i said father or, or my uh, um, my crying or my crying <laughs> my crying <laughs> uh, that would that would be maybe two songs where I can imagine uh, that would fit to to the songs of All My Shadows. And then I, I have the idea to add like one or two cover songs. And then you have like one 
hour, 20 minutes, that would be okay. But the thing is that I think we talked about it last time also. The thing is that it's hard with the, the situation with, uh, with your schedule clubs yeah. to get concerts because a lot of clubs closed. And if there are clubs, a lot of bands want to play there. That's the one thing. And for us, it's still the same. Now we are playing um, Last Paradise Lost, our musical in Innsbruck. So we have like eight or ten shows in March, for example. And it's all you don't drive there in one hour. It's as I said, it's like 400 miles for something like that. You you, tr you drive there, then you drive. You have to show. You drive back the next day. So it needs a lot of time to get uh, one concert done. And um, that's happening till summer. And then we will play some shows, um, some Jesus Christ Superstar shows where we play just uh, as a band. So till summer, we are totally occupied with, um, with, um, with shows, which um, um, are theater shows. And, um, and beside that, we have to finish the new Fountain Plus CD which has to be finished this year. And uh, we wrote all the songs, that's done, uh, but they have to be recorded and um, a lot of things to do. Yeah, do you have a target date for the new Vandenplas? You mean the to, for the release? Yes. Uh, no, that's the decision of uh, Frontiers Records. Frontiers, yeah. I have a, what is, what is the word, target date? Yeah, target date. It just means when do you yeah, think yeah. that it will be released? That no, kind we, of have, we have a date where we have to deliver uh, yeah, the yeah. CD. But um, when when the CD will be released, I don't know. It, it's normally it, it, the the funny thing is now we are talking about um, the songs and the songwriting. We have to record them, and the thing is, if you give the CD to the record company, it takes like five or six months till the CD is released. And it's not like you 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 give them the master tapes and then the next month um, uh, the CD is released. There's so many things you have to take care about. Yeah. Um, so you have to. It's about half a year. You give the CD to the record label, and then it's like a half a year till the CD is uh, released. Sounds, you know, it's it's we're talking about the CD right now, and at least it's one year till the CD is released. It, the the time periods are so crazy. Yeah. And 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 you if you if you have with Phantom Blast, it's the same thing all the time. You 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 um, give the CD to the record label, and you already have CDs in mind for the next CD. If you if I would not work like that then it would would not be possible to to release um cds even in two years or two and a half years yeah it's uh, and and again like frontiers knowing this is coming out it or just came out recently they're probably going to want to hold a van and plus even if you gave it to them today they would probably want to hold it till next year anyway what just, do you mean by that uh just because you know just to not have them too close together you know to space them out Ah, yeah, but but that, but but that doesn't happen because the CD is not uh, recorded, uh, finished recording. Right, so, right. So anyway, like, yeah. For example, anything, like um, yeah, like Rob Robin McCauley released um a Black Swan, and then the next year a solo album, then the next yeah. year a Black Swan. So they kind of have a, yeah. a, a track record of spacing out. You know, it, it makes it, it makes sense. I yeah. I don't know how it uh, will happen with all my shadows. It, it's not planned like a one CD band mm -hmm. uh, in my mind. Uh, I hope uh, that uh, there will be another next CD and I, I wrote songs, a lot of already new songs, which are in this style. Uh, it's not that I have like just old songs, which I wrote for 20 years and I take all these old songs. I wrote a lot of new songs, uh, which are in this style. So in my, for me, if, if all my shadows um, 
if it's a kind of success for Frontiers and they say it's cool, let's do another CD, then I say okay, and uh, I start with Andy for the, on the next CD. But first we have to see how it works now and how the CD is doing. I don't know. I hope I hope that we can do another one because my feeling is that uh, a lot of people liked that the reviews were great. Uh, aw some awesome reviews. I never expected that in some um, in some um, magazines like Album of the Month, something like that. We got our first cover with all my uh, on the magazine with Fun Blast. We never achieved that. And with oh. all my shadows, we had a, a German magazine, a cool magazine, and Andy and me are on the cover. It's the first time with uh, more than 50 years, you know, and we are sitting like like young kids and, and we are happy because then we think, then we say, yeah, it's cool that we did it and it's cool that we believed in all my shadows because you see, if you believe in something and you're doing a good job, then you got a good result. Yeah, That's cool. Stefan, if, if, if you guys got to play live and you're headlining and the guys from the band came to you and said, Stefan, we're going to do, let's do three cover songs that inspired this kind of music that we're doing in All My Shadows, what three songs would you pick? So, um, uh, I, I can't say two songs because then I um, I uh, don't have to surprise if we play with All My Shadows. You understand? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, um, I, let's say, it, let's talk more like bands. I, for sure, I would choose one song from, from Whitesnake, mm -hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Um, and for sure, I would uh, choose one song uh, from Dokken, for sure. For sure. Even Phantom Blast, we did a cover from Dokken like, with Kiss of Death. Mm -hmm. So so you see how much influence is in myself from, from Dokken. If I if we take a song from Dokken and, and we make a kind of Phantom Blast cover song uh, out of it, uh, a Dokken cover song with Phantom Blast out of it. Um, so, uh, and with the third band, there are so many, so many good bands. I'm um, from the first um, House of Lords CD. There's one so cool song. Uh, the third song on this first CD, standing on the edge of the world, maybe. Uh, if I'm right, if this is the title, it's an awesome song. Awesome. Uh, maybe. A song from House of Lords, for for example, but there are many other bands which I uh, could choose. Yeah. yeah. So some bands which were forgotten for years, like Heaven's Edge, a band which I totally liked, and the first um, CD was absolutely amazing. But somehow I had the feeling when Heaven's Edge was released that the people don't really understand their music. Maybe it was a little bit too late for this kind of uh, hair metal of the eighties. And funny that now. Um, Frontiers released a new CD from Heaven's Edge. It's so funny and a really cool song, really yeah. cool song. So you see, it's the same thing. It's also like 30 years ago and they release more, more. It was 89, I think, when they were, or 88, 87. So it's almost 35 years later, they release a new CD. Crazy, yeah. absolutely crazy. And it sounds like Heaven's Edge, crazy. Stefan Lil, the uh, the album is called Eerie Monsters from All My Shadows. It came out February 17th on Frontiers Music. You can get it at the Frontiers shop. Uh, you can probably get it on Amazon. Uh, check out the band on Facebook. And uh, is there a dedicated website as well for All My Shadows? Do you guys have a website? 
Ach so, was the question? <laughs> we have a yeah, yeah. we have a website, sure, okay. sure. Yeah. Well, I, I hope it does really well for you. I'm really, really enjoying this one. It is, uh, you know, I get, I don't know how many thing, how many albums Frontiers puts out per year. A lot of them. They put out a lot of albums, and a lot of them are melodic rock, and they're a lot of them are very, very good albums. But this one yeah. for me stood out above many of the the other releases that Frontiers is putting out. So I definitely wanted to talk to you about it. I appreciate you spending some time with me today, telling me a little bit about the record. I hope that it has a lot of success for you, and I hope you guys go on to make um, many more records because I think it's uh, I think it's really really well done. Thank you so much for your time today, and nothing Thank but the you. best of luck. Thank you very much. Thanks for your support and for your time. I'm I'm happy that we had the chance to talk the second time. I hope there will be some more t- uh, chances to talk. Yeah, we'll definitely talk with, uh, when the next Phantom Plus is ready to come out. That's for sure. Okay. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon at patreon.com slash michaelsrecordcollection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. The reason why I'm laughing is my brother, um, he liked to sing in the beginning of Fountain Plus, but uh, it was not a, um, a big uh, success. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when he liked to do it, we and he had this uh, on the first concert, I think in the 80s, because we just talked about that some days ago, especially on that theme. And he, re- he said, uh, Stefan, do you remember at one of our first concerts, uh, I, we, we did some cover songs in the beginning, like Rock You Like a Hurricane from Scorpions. <laughs> and Andreas wanted to sing the chorus, Here I Am, Here I am Rock You Like a Hurricane. And he was singing bad. I can say it. It's, it's, not, a, <laughs> it's not a secret. And uh, <laughs> just before the show, we, we were going to, to, his play, to the drum kit and said, um, Andreas, uh, we need your, your microphone, what you wanted to take for vocals, because we wanted to... We, we need for something else. So we took his microphone away <laughs> so just that he's not able to sing. Uh, so, and he, he still, I can still remember like 30 years or 40 years ago, you stole my micro because, micro because you didn't want me to sing. And, and I said, yeah, yeah, we did it. And it was a good idea, a really good idea. Uh,